You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about the therapeutic benefits of being outside. This week, we read Why Our Brains Need the Outdoors, published in Psychology Today 2021. Heather, one of our first points that we uh, read about in this article was the physical benefits of being outside. Can you think of some physical benefits maybe for yourself, for your clients, or supervisees? I think the first thing I think of is your breathing. Generally speaking, oh. when you're inside, you're breathing more shallow. Mm-hmm. Well, probably because you're still. <laughs> but that's the number one thing that I think of when I think about like the shift between indoors versus outdoors. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about some of my clients where they need a bigger space to move. Yes. Like they've been asked to sit in their little desk all day long mm-hmm. and they just need more space to move. They're not going to break anything or be disruptive. They can just move and be more relaxed. Right. And I think also there's that connection about like circulation and mm-hmm. getting up and moving is going to help your body readjust chemically what it yeah. needs. It's going to send more blood to your brain and your heart and you're going to be a little more engaged. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, I had this, I went to a high school and the campus was really pretty, an open campus. It was designed to look like a, a little college campus. Okay. And I would sit in class towards the end of the day and think 15 more minutes and I'm walking out the nearest door and outside into the sunshine and I'm going to walk through the grass. Mm -hmm. I would keep myself going throughout the day thinking, I'm going to get out in a few minutes. (laughs) Where's the door? It's that direction. Mm -hmm. How long is it going to take me there to get there? Like two seconds and then I'm going to be out in the sunshine. And that was Right. I mean, really helped me get through the day. Yeah, I think that's important. I think often I tend to get cold inside mm-hmm. buildings. Mm-hmm. And so once you get up and go outside, literally feeling the sun that's mm-hmm. warming you is much better than any floor heater or any anything mm-hmm. else. And it works in the wintertime or the summertime, just feeling that like the radiant kind of feel. Yeah. I think it does make a difference in how you calm down or sure. how you process something. Now, you and I are talking about ourselves or maybe clients. I definitely have seen exactly what you're describing happen with clients. Mm-hmm. I can think of a client that I had quite a while ago and such a hard day making it through all of school and then coming home to a home that for him felt really chaotic. And some days I would offer to go for a walk. Right. And it was nothing special. It was just down this little pebbly road, mm-hmm. not headed really towards anything special. But it was so good. We would walk really slow. We'd look at things and point out bugs and flowers and pick up things and make it down to our destination and wander around a Mm -hmm. little bit and then turn around and come back. And you could absolutely see a difference on him. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And sometimes using that time in session is the best time to get those clients to engage. Mm -hmm. I had an adult client that first came to me with so much anxiety, just the thought of sitting down on the couch was too much. Yeah. And at the time, my office was at the back of a church building. And so there was 
an area that you could just walk the whole circumference of the church campus. Mm -hmm. And so I I said, well, we don't have to sit. Would that make you more comfortable if we walked? And I mean, there was very little words, but there was definite Mm -hmm. like, yes. And so as we walked, it would take us about half the circumference of the campus before like we'd get in a groove where this like settling down and like, you know, and we would just walk his entire hour session. And that's what we did for quite a few months mm-hmm. until it was more relaxed to come into yeah, session. Yeah. So if we, you and I see that in ourselves, we see it in our clients. Have you had the opportunity to see that in your supervisees? I've done it in supervision, just mm-hmm. more of a, we both been sitting all day, let's get out. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not as intentional that mm-hmm. way, but mm-hmm. I've done it in, on purpose before. Yeah. I think, I don't know if I've talked much about the Association for Play Therapy annual conferences. They always incorporate some activity and most often it's outside. I mean, if the space allows it or the location allows it, but most often the day starts with yoga on the beach Mm -hmm. or some kind of, one time we did a fun run, but it was (laughs) very play therapy like because nobody ran. We just... Mm -hmm. And we, no one was really going anywhere. I think we picked like one square block mm-hmm. and everybody like danced or right. moved. And we were just being silly. Right. So it was fun and technically maybe a run. But we always, I mean, th- to me, that is a form of supervision, getting education as a counselor mm-hmm. and then also being active and physical. Right. But being outside, uh, this really makes me think, maybe I need to challenge myself and my supervisees to try this out a little bit mm-hmm. and like, destination supervision. Let's go find a park or something. I think that'd be cool. Right. Heather, our next point in the article was cognitive and social benefits of being outside. What are some cognitive and social benefits to clients, ourselves, our supervisees? I think a couple of times I've done supervision, like on a walk or anything like that. I just believe that sometimes you think differently. If you're Mm -hmm. going to the same office every week for supervision and you're sitting down and you're talking to your supervisor and it's almost like you can, it becomes predictable about mm-hmm. how it's going to go. So mm-hmm. if you mix it up and you go on a walk, then all of a sudden you're engaged differently. And mm-hmm. maybe from that, you're going to think differently about your clients because you're out doing something and moving. Maybe it's mm-hmm. going to spur to talk about something in, your client needs to be physical on, or maybe right. it's just going to realize that being outside matters differently to you so that you then can think differently yeah. about it. Did you know this is part of the story of EMDR, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That Frances Shapiro was outside walking and through the process of walking, she began to, what would you say? Would you say have insight yes. or new perspective or, and so she felt for herself that cognitively mm-hmm. the process of being outside and walking gave her something new. Right. And she thought, well, I got to build on this. This is, if it was useful for me, how could we make this useful for other people? Or Right. I've seen part of a video interview with her on it before. And she talks about the rhythmic of breathing and walking and how those are two different rhythms that happen at the very Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. And that was one of her original thoughts behind how it began. I think maybe, maybe, and this is a little bit like our next point, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that it gives you a greater sense of connection Right. Community. So socially being outside, you appreciate and respect other people in their space and Mm -hmm. the world around you. So I think that can help. But I do think being in a new place, new perspectives, new like new things to relate to. Right. So I think especially during the times that we were really isolated, like during COVID and things like that. In my neighborhood, there was a lot of people that would be out walking, but you still left your space. 
Like mm-hmm. you still were careful about not being too close, mm-hmm. but it was so nice to see people that I didn't know, but mm-hmm. clearly our schedules were the same, that we'd walk at the same time or you'd yeah. pass at the same point. And I think that does bring even though very subconscious connection, it is a connection to the world. Like, oh yeah, we know them now. They live four houses down. We never met them before. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a whole different yeah. way to think about things. I think this week, I think it was this week's, this American Life mm-hmm. episode talked about that a little bit, that towards the beginning of social distancing because of COVID, people would do like honk and flash their right. lights for healthcare providers. Right. And they interviewed a little neighborhood that still does that every yes. night. Uh-huh. And their reasoning was social. There was right. a social benefit a to uh-huh. we're all here together. We're doing something together. Right. And that they were checking on each other. Mm-hmm. That it was their opportunity to say, how are you guys doing? Is everybody right. okay? Do you need anything? And that there were some older neighbors that went, yeah, this is my time where my this is my connection with right. the this people is the only around time me. I'm talking to people is the only time I'm seeing people. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is very social. We camp a lot in our family. And my husband will tell you that campers in general are the best social distancers because you go do your own thing. Yeah. But I would actually tell you the opposite. I love meeting people that I actually don't have to necessarily like I love to see who's around the campground mm-hmm. and like I'll wave or say hi as we're walking the dogs. But it's so nice to be able to do that and not have to have like yeah. a deeper connection yeah. or, or not be not. I'm not doing therapy or supervision. Huh. I'm not, you know, it's just yeah, I there's a de- person there. I definitely can see both that mm-hmm. somebody who goes camping appreciates and recognizes other people's desire for some space. Right. And at the same time, hey, I like I like what we're doing. We're all doing it together. Right. We have something in common and we could be friendly, but also right. I appreciate that you might be here because you want to mm-hmm. have space. Right. Heather, tell me about our final point. This is a word that you gave me the definition for. <laughs> Tenelock is the word. It's an Irish word that actually probably isn't used anymore. Hmm. And I don't even actually remember how I discovered it, but I came across it a couple of years ago and I interpret it to mean just an awareness and like how you're connected in nature or around the world. It is so beneficial to be able to be outside and just take a moment to breathe or to just relax yourself and not be in the same space all the time. So Tenelok is about that connection you feel to your world, to those pieces mm-hmm. of nature. So like a deeper meaning, a deeper connection to I belong here. Right. This is part of me. Right. I'm connected to other mm-hmm. things through being, being outside, right. being in nature. As simple as taking off your shoes and standing in the grass. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that. There's different places I've visited all over the United States that I'm like, oh, wow, I feel so connected here. It's usually in nature. But like, oh, this feels so grand to me or so great to me. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, and I've never put this together until I started thinking about it, it has to do with like fresh air Uh and like not wind as in like a windy day, but Mm -hmm. like breeze. Mm -hmm. Like something Mm -hmm. about that is a connection to me. And I don't know exactly because I can do it at the beach and I can also feel this way in a forest. So uh-huh. there's not necessarily, uh-huh. in fact, I can even feel this way at one of my favorite resorts in Santa Barbara. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always nature driven. It's just about a certain, for me, it's about a certain breeze or lightness to the air. Uh-huh. So like a real appreciation for the elements, whatever right. that element, right. like it could be, like you said, and camping somewhere mm-hmm. or on a beach right. or the wind or, mm-hmm. but really appreciating it. Huh. I think... When you were describing that, I was thinking, I mean, we live in the city. It's not something that we always get to do. We have to carve out time to really get to be truly 
isolated in nature. But I think I do this and I'm not really known for having a green thumb. I do have a cemetery of little sad (laughs) plants. But when I do have something that I'm growing, I get really excited about when it's doing well. Or I like to grow different herbs. So I have like some basil and some mint right Mm -hmm. now. That when I do, when my basil plant is really doing well and I pick off some leaves and like cook with it, that it feels really connected then. Or like to be excited that, oh, look, there's Mm -hmm. new little leaves. Mm -hmm. And nurturing that and being a part of it growing and taking care of it, I think is, can you say it again for me? Tenelok. How can we engage our supervisees or our clients in Tenelok? Well, I think part of it's just psychoeducation, right? Like just Mm -hmm. talking about do you like to be outside? Do you not? Mm -hmm. Does it help you to be outside? I've worked with a client that thought she hated to be outside until she found out that she actually did. She liked to be outside, but she just liked to have temperature control. So she liked to be outside in her car at the park. But then that kind of moved to, oh, and now I go in early morning so that it is cooler out and I Uh can go do that. I mean, it's like finding... Sometimes we get our mindset around, oh, there's too many bugs or it's too uh-huh. hot. or uh-huh. So it's really training your brain that you need outside. Mm-hmm. You need that space, whether it's a park or a nature trail or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking about how I might do this for supervision, but you're right. We can encourage it or bring awareness to it. I think in a session or in supervision, you also might engage someone in mindfulness. Right. Related to mm-hmm. like some visualization right related to being outside Mm -hmm. but maybe you have them bring an item from outside that holds meaning oh i like that like a shell right or like a leaf Mm -hmm. or maybe i don't know a picture of a place that they've been that holds a lot of meaning for them right maybe i don't know again i'm kind of thinking about how i could you know coordinate my supervisees meeting me at a park Mm mm-hmm Or I know I do know of some groups here, private practices or clinicians that have sessions in nature or they have a group that meets at a park on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a way that I would begin to engage my supervisees or clients. in that. Right. And it would be the same as a field trip is you were going to go to a training together or you Mm -hmm. want to go get some Mm -hmm. something else together. So it's just a different spin on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now I'm energized. I think I need to go find a place to be outside. I'm inspired to go be in nature and and get these benefits and really to try and help my supervisees to benefit from these things as well. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.